Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. Hello, Seska. You're looking radiantly maternal. The Bob Seska Show. From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, April 13, 2023. And this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi there, I'm Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi. Day 813 of the Biden-Harris administration, 572 days until the 24th presidential election. Follow me on Instagram. Here's how you do it. You go to the Bob Seska because that's what I'm called on Instagram. I'm also on Twitter, Bob Seska underscore go. Spoutable, Bob Seska. And the Patreon page is bobseskashow.com. You got all that? Write it down if you have to. Oh, look, sitting right over there. It's the Goth Ninjas. Yep. Spicy Jody Hamilton from the From the Bunker podcast. Patreon.com slash From the Bunker. Also, the Stephanie Miller Show. Rare Thursday appearance this week for Jody, but normally she's there on Tuesdays. StephanieMiller.com. Also, was it freespeech.org for free speech TV? David Ferguson, his music project is Astral Summer. AstralSummer.bandcamp.com. Hi. Hi, Goth Ninjas. Welcome to the show. We're ready to start. There are lots of things to talk about today. So guess what? We're going to jump right in. How about Just that? Just quickly, yeah. like I'd like to propose a motto for the Goth Ninjas should be on our next set of t-shirts. <laughs> Do crimes, be forlorn. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that sounds good. Is that a motto for like your law enforcement wing? Do you have like a law enforcement just- agency as part of the Goth Ninjas club? Crimes. Crimes, yeah. We're on the other <laughs> side of the law. Well, see, I was going right to club we because I, we were talking about the Larry King tape before the show. And so I went right to oh, club. because the club. Because you kind of worry about the club. Now, nah, don't worry. Jackie might worry. Now, nah, don't worry. Just cool it. Life is a breeze. And, of course, some breezes, as you know, are 110 miles an hour and get promoted up to hurricanes. I just thought I'd pass it along. Speaking of passing along, we're going to pass along now to the newsroom, the mutual newsroom, high atop the overlooking beautiful downtown The mutual newsroom will get us caught up on all the news headlines and we'll come back with my tribute to my man Duke Zebert by taking him to one of his favorite places, one of mine too, the town of Cooperstown, New York. You're way too good at that. See, you get me it's started, really, yeah. and I just put in the tape, and I press play, and it just happens. I can't stop it. It's like a freight train. Once you start it rolling down the tracks, <laughs> there's no getting in its way. Okay, you know what, Goth Ninjas? 
Jack Smith's January 6th investigation is looking at whether Trump committed fundraising fraud by lying about what was going on with the 2020 election while saying something different behind the scenes. I love this story. I love this story because the Trump people were so dumb that they went (laughs) and talked about the truth behind the scenes. I mean, that is some brazen shit. That is some like, okay, we're completely Teflon here. They're never going to get us. Neener, neener, neener. We can say whatever we want behind the scenes and then say something completely different to our gullible fanboys who are going to keep emptying their checking accounts and giving us all of their life savings because we're telling them the election was stolen when in fact it wasn't stolen. There are so many new dimensions to the federal investigation, these two grand jury investigations being prosecuted by uh, uh, special counsel Jack Smith that have emerged this week that just, (laughs) I love it because it's deeper and deeper trouble for Donald Trump. Break me, I mean, okay, read me into this fundraising fraud story because I've not been watching the news today. Federal prosecutors uh, looking at January 6th uh, attack on the U.S. Capitol have in recent weeks sought, this is the Washington Post, sought a wide range of documents related to fundraising after the 2020 election, looking to determine if former President Donald Trump or his advisors scammed donors. Yeah, well, we all know they've scammed yeah. donors all along. This has been an ongoing thing. Donald Trump, when he opens his mouth, lies just pour out. This is what he does. They just don't know it. Anyway, they were using false claims about voter fraud to raise money. Eight people familiar with the news inquiry said. So that's a pretty good list of sources right there. Special Counsel Jack Smith's office has sent Mm. subpoenas in recent weeks to Trump advisors and former campaign aides, Republican operatives, and other consultants involved in the 2020 presidential campaign. The people said they have also heard testimony from some of these figures in front of a Washington grand jury. Some of the people said the fundraising prong of the investigation is focused on money raised during the period between November 3, 2020, and the end of Trump's time in office on January 20, 2021, and prosecutors are said to be interested in whether anyone associated with the fundraising operation violated wire fraud claims, <laughs> which make it illegal to make false representations over email to swindle people out of money. Where do you begin That's with all they that? That's do. Yes. Yeah. Of yeah. course, Trump's whole thing is lying to gullible people so they will give him money. That's the entire Donald Trump business model. That's why he's doing all of this. That's his motivation for everything he's done to the United States for the last however God knows how many years now. What are we up to, eight years now that he's yeah. been on the scene? Seven years? He, of course, didn't invent that business model. Run for president, get all the money. I mean, that was set into motion by the Citizens United decision. That was set into motion by uh, the existence of super PACs and the super PAC rules where you can just keep large sums of the money that you raise depending on your circumstances. This is entirely about Donald Trump making money. This is not about Donald Trump. Donald Trump doesn't give a flying fuck about any of his supporters. He only cares about them insofar as they continue to give him money. 
That's or they all. cry for it's him one... when he goes to New York and, and is in a courthouse and they weep <laughs> uncontrollably. Was... Well, he'll make those up if he has to. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he just sees them as walking, talking, red hat wearing wallets full of cash. Yep. Period. Exactly right. Yeah. Disgusted with how they looked on January 6th. He's like, I wish they looked classier. I'm so glad you brought up that story, though, Jody, about him going to the courthouse to get arraigned, which every time I think of it, it's like, yes. Um <laughs> <laughs> but he was talking about how, the, you know, it's the same old recycled story. It's the same old tall tale about, oh, there was a tough guy. There's a bunch of tough guys. He was very strong and tough and a masculine. Tough guy, it was a macho guy. A police guy. sergeant <laughs> came up to me, tears in his eyes, and he said... <laughs> You sound like Jerry Lewis. Yeah, a little bit Jerry Lewis in there. Although it still works. I don't know why. Yeah, so he told the same story. And it was all the people at the Manhattan Criminal Courthouse. They were all, all the biggest, toughest men were crying. Crying as they fingerprinted him, yeah. Yeah, including the big, tough bailiff who let the door swing close on Trump's face. <laughs> that was my favorite part. Yes. Oh, my God. It was everyone's favorite part. <laughs> that Donald Trump had to use his feeble, atrophied muscles to shove that door open by himself. I don't think he's opened a door for himself ever. Forever, yeah. Yeah, in, in a long, long time. Or is he just long... hands, like all... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Bruised badly by the impact. Well, here's the other dimension to this story, and it comes to us separately through the Dominion Voting Systems lawsuit. MSNBC or NBC News has already attained audio of not only Rudy Giuliani talking to Maria Bartiromo right. on the phone off the air about the Dominion lawsuit, and Rudy being somewhat unclear as to whether Dominion miscounted votes in uh, Joe Biden's favor. But the other recording is of a Trump campaign official admitting in private to a Fox News producer that there weren't any issues with Dominion voting machines. Yep. So I'm trying to, I'm kind of connecting this story with the fraud story that we just talked about. Because I think this tape, this particular tape of the Trump campaign official talking to Fox News, could be used in that other investigation as evidence right. that the Trump campaign knew that the Dominion claims, the uh, rigged election claims about Dominion voting systems were all bullshit. Bullshit. Yes. And so here's this phone conversation. When I saw this, when I listened to this last night, I was like, oh my God, they got him. It was just like another one of those we John Oliver moments. We got him. We got him. We got him. Yeah. 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 Here, listen to this. This is a... Uh, Trump campaign official admitting to a Fox News producer, again, this is behind the scenes, this isn't on the air, this was not intended to be public, talking about how there was really no validity yet to the claims that Dominion voting systems were rigging the election in favor of Joe Biden. So here we go. Listen to this shit. Are any of the machines, I know it was on War Room the other day with Steve Bannon, have any of the machines been looked at? He had said that one was looked at in Georgia. check on that in terms of Georgia. I know during the audit they did check on those machines. Um, they're really, you know, the, the, if we can just go off the record for one sec here. Yeah, chip card. Um, oh, they're going off the record. That's what I like to hear in these situations. Oh, yes, yeah. take us off the record, even though they are now officially 
on the record. <laughs> I, I, want, I don't want us to say it if it's not. That's why we're yeah, checking. I would, I would, I think they have looked at the machines. Uh, when, the, when the Secretary of State did its audit, uh, there, there was a lot, I think a fair bit of looking at the machines. Um, you know, the audit came in pretty darn close to what the machine count was with the receipts. So, Okay, so first, before we finish the tape, there's the Trump campaign official saying that the audit numbers of the governor's investigation of those Dominion voting machines turned up about the same vote count as the original vote. They, they gave more votes to Biden. Yes, right. exactly. So the, the, the audit turned up the same margin between Trump and Biden as the original vote count did. In other words, there was nothing hinky with the Dominion voting machines. They, they counted the votes exactly right. They had the paper receipts and all of it. So here we go. Here's the rest of it. You know, I don't know the outcome of those, but our understanding, again, this is from the Secretary of State's office, is that there weren't any physical issues with machines on those inspections. Okay, so our understanding is there weren't any physical issues with the machines in those circumstances. That's what he just said. Thank you, whoever you are, Trump campaign official. The question now, I don't think they could make a case just based on this guy's analysis of what he was observing inside the campaign. I think they need other people. I think they need Donald Trump. I think they need Dan Scavino. They need the entire upper level sort of inner circle Trump campaign people saying similar things. I mean, ultimately, it'd be great if they had Donald Trump somehow blabbing off the record to someone about how uh, it's. But I, I don't even I don't know if they'll get that because on the surface, it seems like Donald Trump's one of those guys where if he's going to lie, he's going to use that lie in front of everyone. Because the lie is often part of convincing himself that he's not a loser. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, he's got to, I think a lot of his bullshit, bullshit. Comes, bullshit. <laughs> comes from his toxic positivity, as they say. His ability to convince himself that not only is he the greatest at everything, but that everything is against him, that everyone is against him, that everyone is trying to get him. It's a paranoia. I think on some level, he really believes a lot of that shit. Like he convinces himself that, oh, no, it's not my fault. It's not my fault that I lost this election by being a, a horrendous and historically horrendous president. It was some other thing. And so I, I can't possibly, I'm so ego-driven, I can't possibly accept that this would be my fault. So it has to be the fact that... That's what Mary said. Yeah. Who, who said that? Us here, remember? Oh, Mary Trump. Mary yeah. Trump. Yeah. She was like, it will be impossible for him to integrate the idea of losing into his mind. So he will do whatever is necessary in terms of mental gymnastics to avoid yeah. Yeah. that painful truth. So what we need is Mark Meadows. We need Dan Scavino. We need Stephen Miller somewhere on the record telling someone with an audio recording that, oh, yeah, we don't really believe that Dominion was screwing around. We don't really believe the election was stolen. Maybe even discussions about how to, I mean, this wouldn't be airtight, but even discussions around how to frame the election theft idea, the big lie. Okay, we need to say this, but we can't say this other thing. You know, the strategizing in terms of how to perpetuate the lie. Even I think even right. that would lead down the, the road they're trying to reach, which is this fundraising fraud thing. But, of course, this campaign official is going to help Dominion Voting Systems 
win that case. And things are getting more and more harrowing for Fox News along those lines. In fact, an investor is suing Rupert and Lachlan Murdoch because of these false election claims. <laughs> now, I, I think that's why... Well, the judge is pissed. Well, I don't think that, that um, Rupert broke up with his fiance. I think she broke up with him because there's no money going to be there anymore. I know. I know. what That nest egg is going to go right to Dominion voting systems. Ugh. Yeah. I mean, if, if, and well, and then Smartmatic's case is even stronger. Oh, yeah. Right, right. Fox. And they're suing for $2.7 and that's just their, that's just what they want. They could be find way more than what they're asking for punitively. The derivative action, that's what they're calling this, is a kind of lawsuit brought by shareholders who believe they've been harmed by the corporation was brought by a single plaintiff, Robert Schwartz. The board's decisions to chase viewers uh, by promoting the false stolen election claims has exposed the company to public ridicule and negatively impacted the credibility of Fox News as a media organization that is supposed <laughs> to accurately report newsworthy <laughs> events. Well, that's silly. Yeah, I mean, what kind of delusion were they operating under no kidding. prior to this Dominion voting system situation? Oh, yeah, it's been, they've been completely honest up until now. Right. You know, we just were operating under the concept that, oh, yeah, of course, Fox News tells the truth all the time. They're not lying about anything or anyone. No problem here. There are people there who tell themselves that they are doing straight up journalism. And it is not easy to find reporting and journalism jobs in New York City. No. And production jobs and editing jobs. And so there are probably people there who are no more in love with the content than we are, but who have to be there, like, chopping together video to make a living and support their families. That's how I hope they go out of business. Well, there's that one producer that's yeah. suing right now, too, because they were suborning perjury during her de- depositions, the Fox lawyers. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, you get a producer to sue your ass based on that. I mean, you're fucked. They're fucked. And I'm glad I'm here for it. The company is now the subject of two defamation cases. Of course, we know about that Smartmatic and Dominion. I just like to read this number. The damages claimed are, exceed $4 billion. <laughs> that's. That is great news. I love seeing that. Every chance I get, I like to read that because it makes me happy. Fox knew from the board on down that Fox News was reporting false and dangerous misinformation about the 2020 presidential election, but Fox was more concerned about short-term ratings and market share than the long-term damages of its failure to tell the truth. And, of course, that's all going to be proved. They've got the tapes now of Fox News people saying those exact words. We can't piss off our audience, so we have to keep lying to them. If we tell our audience the truth about what happened in that election, then they're going to freak out and our share price is going to drop and we're going to be in big financial trouble. That's the only thing Tucker Carlson really cares about. Tucker Carlson, the most cynical man Mm -hmm. in cable news, easily. Maybe the most cynical person in all of cable. He only cares about one thing, and that's his personal wealth, and he'll say whatever is possible, whatever he has to, in order to keep that gravy train rolling, right? He's just this empty vessel into which you can inject any bit of nonsense. God, was he racist last night. Yeah. Talking about... uh, What happened last night? Justin Pearson. He was talking about how, oh, yeah, the only reason uh, he got into Bowdoin was because he's African-American. That's... Oh, my God. Yep, yep. This is the man who asked Hunter Biden to help get his son Buckley um, a gig. 
or into school. <laughs> I love how you emphasize his son's name, Buckley. It's such a uh, Washington, D.C. Pretentious. Yeah, pretentious cocktail party. It's child abuse name. is what it is. <laughs> yes. Buckley, you can just see the docksiders and khakis, can't you? Oh, yeah. You say that. Now. I hope Buckley turns it out to be gay and goth as fuck. <laughs> yeah. Isn't he a staffer on the Hill? Doesn't he work for a? Oh, it's entirely possible. Yeah, I'm sure. Lots of uh, palm greasing for the best jobs. What what is Tucker Carlson the heir to as far as his family fortune? Swanson, I thought Swanson. Is it Swanson frozen, frozen meals. Okay, so lots of Swanson money, lots of Fox News money to go around and get lots of his uh, pals on Capitol Hill and Washington, D.C., the aforementioned cocktail party circuit to get Buckley into the very best schools. Yes, but uh, Justin Pearson, oh my God, (laughs) affirmative action, baby. Yeah, and then they're comparing... You've listened uh, to Justin Pearson talk for two minutes and you will mm-hmm. see that that is a brilliant mind, yep. a ferocious soul, yeah. and a brave, brave heart. And I just, you know, fuck you, Tucker Carlson, you pudgy, t- marshmallow-dicked, fucking child of privilege who's never worked a day in your life that you didn't wear makeup. You need to back <laughs> the fuck off. <laughs> yep, and I feel so good about the Democratic bench right now. Yeah. We've already talked about this. Westmore in Maryland, Josh Shapiro in Pennsylvania, Gavin Newsom in California, uh, the Justins now, Gloria Johnson, who's one of the Tennessee three. We've got a lot of... No Justins, no peace. No Justins, no peace. Sorry. <laughs> That's right. That's Can right. we make that the title of the show today, please? Well, yes, of course. Sure, we can do that. Awesome. Yes, I'd love that. No Justins, no peace. Right, right. Well, so in addition to all of that, espionage charges might actually be a thing coming down from Jack Smith. Trump might have uh, showed off a map with classified information to his buddies on an airplane, campaign staffers, or I don't know if it's campaign staffers, but his staff. He's got a map with all kinds of classified stuff marked all over, and he's like showing it off like it's show and tell. Federal investigators are asking witnesses whether former President Trump showed off to aides and visitors and visitors. Visitors. He sold that. Mark my words. He made he didn't just show it to show off. He made money off of it. Oh, I'm sure at at the very least. And this is being super generous. At the very least, he gave gave away some of this shit as gifts, like put it in a frame, wrapped it in a newspaper and said, hey, happy birthday and handed it off. Do you guys think there's any connection between the massive leak of Pentagon Papers? No. Mm, no, no, no. You mean the okay. new leak? No, those are no. new. That's new information, and he doesn't have access okay. to secret stuff anymore. Joe Biden put a stop to that. Yes. I think that came so from... A whole different... I'm still trying to figure out what motivated They figured out person. who it was, I believe. It was an airman. Um, I just saw that. Yeah, who lives on a base who's yeah. in his 20s He's or something like that, something I think. Something like that. There's something along those lines. Uh, leader of the online group where secret documents were leaked is an Air National Guardsman. Okay. All right. So that solves that. Yeah. I mean, it's entirely possible that Donald Trump was spreading some classified information around, showing it off to Mar-a-Lago guests as, you know, his treasure way to brag and boast in terms of how, just how he was the greatest president in the world. Just look at this thing that I stole that now belongs to me because (laughs) I thought about it. 
So, yes, um, he showed it off to both aides and visitors. This is a map he took with him when he left office that contains sensitive intelligence information for people with knowledge of the matter said. Four. The map has been uh, just one focus of the broad Justice Department investigation into Mr. Trump's handling of classified documents after he departed the White House. The nature of the map and the information it contained is not clear, but investigators have questioned a number of witnesses about it, according to the people with knowledge of the matter, as the special counsel overseeing the Justice Department's Trump-focused inquiries, Jack Smith, examines the former president's handling of classified material after leaving office and weighs charges that could include obstruction of justice justice but i think espionage is going to be in there i hope so yes i, I wonder how much sharpie was on the map <laughs> this, you know like this is what i was gonna buy this is a landmass you've never heard of called alcathusra but yeah <laughs> ketchup stains easily one person briefed on the matter said investigators have asked about mr trump showing the map while aboard a plane oh yes his janky second-hand trump jet <laughs> Another said that based on the questions they were asking, investigators appeared to believe that Mr. Trump showed the map to at least one advisor after leaving office. <coughs> Stephen Miller. <coughs> I'm not saying it's Stephen Miller, but it's probably Stephen Miller. Uh, a third person with knowledge of the investigation said the map might also have been shown to a journalist writing a book. Who could that journalist be? Maggie Haberman. Maggie. Uh, <coughs> wait, did I, did I say that? Out <coughs> Did, did I say Maggie Haberman out loud? Yeah, you said it out loud. It, it just, it's automatically I get angry. Who gets, <laughs> who has access like that? Who could be writing a book? I mean, Maggie Haberman has really close access to Donald Trump. Yeah, she does. Yeah. Well, I don't know, maybe Harlan Crow. Harlan Crow. I mean, you never yes. know. Are you getting the Jiminy Glick pronunciation of that? Did we talk about that already? I don't remember when yeah. we talked about that. Oh, yeah, we did. And yeah, I mean, did. that's the first time I heard his name. So it's ever since then, every time I hear his name, Highland Crow. Highland and it Crow. could also yeah. be Bob Woodward. My kids, Matthew and Modine. It's the same kind of <laughs> pronunciation. The Washington Post has previously reported that investigators have asked about Mr. Trump showing classified material, including maps to political donors. <laughs> God. Uh, what is what's the word on whether he can say? Well, I didn't know. I mean, is that a thing, or are we past that now? Oh, I think we're past that. Like way past that. Because why did he keep hiding them? Why did he move them that's around? True. When yeah. he admitted yeah. to, well, when he was being interviewed by Hannity, and Hannity said, "Well, you'd never do something like that." He goes, "Sure, I would. They're mine. I can do whatever <laughs> I want." Right, right. Trump always makes things worse for Trump. Worse that's for what Trump, that was. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> God, what an idiot! I love every second of this. <laughs> the more he talks, the more trouble he gets into. Yep. I guess he just is daring people to prosecute him. That's just his whole thing. He's got to be tough. He's got to be strong at all times. And I think his idea of strength is, neener, 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 you're never going to get me. He's like the gingerbread man. You're never going to catch me. I'm the gingerbread man. No, I think he's panicking. And he's just oh, yeah. throwing everything at the wall to see what will stick. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he has a strategy. He has a strategy that's mostly driven toward keeping his fanboys in line and keeping them on board mm -hmm. because everything he's screaming on Troth Central is just stuff that has no applicability to a legal defense. So I'm not sure what he's exactly trying to prove here. I guess he just figures that as long as he's got some sort of PR machine working that he can wiggle out of this. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't think that works. I don't think the legal system works that way. Well, like, here's an example of what I'm talking about. He said uh, on Tro Central, I will be heading downtown to meet with a racist who leaked that I would be there at 9.30 a.m. At 9.30. That was very specific, too. At 9.30, okay? <laughs> yes. Be- you know why he said that? Because he wants people to show up. And nobody did. Yeah, that sounded, yeah. Yeah. This and is that pretty- is the most beautiful part, but go ahead. Well, according to Travis, the people that did show up were telling him, New York fucking hates you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. I think this has to do with his deposition in uh, the Letitia James case. Yes, it does. It does. Which, by the way, he was also trothing about how, uh, or, or saying that racist term for her, mm-hmm. uh, peekaboo. Mm-hmm. He's calling her peekaboo a bunch of different times. This is what you really want to do. You want to take the prosecutor and, and call her racist names. That's going to really help your case. He said this. Well, she's not. I don't think she's questioning him today. It's just her staffers. And okay. according to reports, he said he wasn't going to claim the fifth this time, which I think is dumb, dude, because <laughs> guess who can use that information? Alvin Bragg, Jack Smith. I mean, come oh, on. Oh, yes, yes. He said uh, this civil case is ridiculous. Just like all the other election interference cases being brought against me. If I had a fair judge, this case would never have happened. MAGA! That's how he ended it, by screaming MAGA. But I mean, but none of that's, none of that is saying that, okay, I didn't do this and here's why I didn't do this. He's, he's never really denying that he committed these crimes. He just says things like, oh, that call was a perfect call. Or no, he says it's not a he. He says it's not a crime. That's his whole um, yeah. Yeah, that's his strategy. It's not because I, I did it. It's not a crime. It, but he's not justifying that statement at all, and that's my right. thing. Like he's saying, oh, I didn't commit a crime. Okay, well, yes, that's what we, we figure. You believe that, but why is it? What's your excuse? <laughs> why did you have these? Cl- oh, was it the Presidential Records Act? Well, that doesn't make any sense. Why would you then hide them? Why would you evade subpoenas? Why would you lie or ask your lawyers to lie to the FBI? And it's he never once defends himself on the merits of the case. He never once right. tries to exculpate himself based on what actually happened. Along the same lines, he's saying, oh, well, Joe Biden did it. Oh, Barack Obama did it. Well, that's not a, you can't bring that to court. You can't make a case around, well, they did it, so therefore I should be able to do it. That's not how the law works. It's all just gibberish and PR. Has nothing to do with any sort of legal defense. That's what's so telling about this. Because if he had something, if he had an excuse, he would fucking use it. Of course. He just doesn't have one because he can't have one. I don't, but I think he's so entitled that he doesn't feel like any of it needs defending. He never defends himself on that. True. He's just like, yeah, I did it. Yeah, yeah. You know, what's your problem? <laughs> Which is really like the, the true sociopath showing through. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, like, I mean, just, I'll never forget. We were talking about it a second ago, but just when like Sean Hannity just oh so lovingly mm-hmm. spoon fed him some plausible deniability, only to have Trump do the like nah face and spit it out right. and be like, I took them, they're mine. Bah! And I'm just like, dude, <laughs> your enablers are trying to help you out a little mm-hmm. here, but you know, okay, King Tom. Yep. yep. Please proceed. Right, right. Well, there's more to come. Um, The dumbest thing of the week, the dumbest Trump thing of the week. Uh, I sometimes do videos called the stupid Trump thing of the week. I think I'm going to do another one this afternoon. 
because this may be the dumbest, stupidest Trump thing of the week. This lawsuit against Michael Cohen. Yeah. We, we have to talk about this because it's another one of these uh, really ridiculous kind of endless loop Trump allegations. And I want to get into that. I, and I'm, I'm tempted to start spoiling it now as I'm previewing it, but I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it yet. We're going to hold on to this for just a couple seconds as we uh, take a short After break. the music. Yes, indeed. Okay, today's show is brought to you by the After Party Podcast on our Patreon page. You know the drill. Every Friday, Kimberly and I record a fourth Bob Seska show podcast for the week, but this one's uh, totally different from the Tuesday show or the Wednesday show or the Thursday show. The Friday after party is loaded with all the politics you want while also including uncensored, completely obscene conversations about sex, drugs, movies, television, our personal lives, totally commercial free. That's the beauty of an only a Patreon-only podcast. We don't have to put any commercials in there for you. It's just the two of us gabbing and gabbing and gabbing. All the crap we can't get away with on the free show, by the way. So please help support this podcast by subscribing to our Friday After Party podcast. Just $10 per month. And you're not just going to get the after party for that 10 bucks. You're also going to get two shadow docket shows every week recorded on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And that's all included in that level of support. Plus you get access to the app. You get access to the comments. You get access to the community tab where you can post your own blog posts and stuff on the Patreon page. That's fun. That's great. Plus you're supporting this show, bobseskashow.com, or just click the all caps Patreon link beneath the logo at bobseska.com. And we thank you. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Bob Seska. All-time favorites all day long. Inside Hills, the Camille Drive. I'm out of A brand new, this is a brand new uh, remix from Vixen Noir featuring King Cyborg. Mm. Yeah, I've been waiting for this track for a while. Love. Amazing. Yeah. Gotta go watch the uh, video. Make sure to subscribe to Vixen Noir's Instagram, TikTok, all that stuff. Same with King Cyborg, of course. 
Links in the description to download this song and add it to your record collection. Yes. Love it. Again, this is a remix of Vixen Noir's I Love You. Outstanding. BobSuska.com slash music to uh, submit. Yes. Black women are going to save us all. But it sucks that they had to do it over and over and over, y'all. Black women who are listening, we are so thankful to you for everything that you do for the world. Cannot emphasize that enough. The the base of the Democratic Party is uh, black women. Yep. Yep. And uh, smart as fuck, and they're going to save us from ourselves. And so that's uh, outstanding. Yeah, we were talking during the break, during our commercial break, about how, what, HBO Max is changing its name to Max? So you know, it's like in this hunt for branding, why don't they just go with HBO? Yeah. It, keep it, it as what it was. Why add the Max to it? Because if you subscribe to HBO or HBO Max, you get their content. Yeah. It doesn't both make both sides of the content. So why just leave it at HB fucking O and have it be its own application like HBO Max is? Yeah, yeah. I mean, what the fuck? None of this stuff makes sense to me anymore. There, it used to so be that. I mean, it used Max, to be Max Max now. No, just Max. no, just Max. Just Max, like short for Cinemax. That's what I always think of when I think yeah. of Max. I think yeah. Cinemax, which is Skinemax. Separate Skinemax, exactly. <laughs> But this is one of those things that baffles me. There are decisions being made in entertainment that I just don't understand anymore. I mean, I remember it used to be that, well, if you have a successful movie, you can make another one. Or if you have good ratings on your TV show, you get greenlit for another season. But now it's just like whimsy and uh, unpredictable things that don't make any sense. Like, just rent, like finishing an entire Batgirl movie and then saying, hey, you know what? You're never going to see this. We're putting this Which in the is so vault. fucked up. That's <laughs> so fucked up to everybody that worked on it. And they were almost in the, they were in the home stretch on the fucking thing. And yeah. it's like, release it just to make some of your money back. If you don't think it's going to be a blockbuster, let the fucking audience decide. Exactly. So now choices are made. You remember that Tubes yeah. song, yeah. White Punks on Dope? White Punks, this is all down to white dopes in suits. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The entertainment industry is so upside down right now. I, I don't think I, 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 I get the sense that uh, streaming, I get the sense that movies, for example, are in this weird state of flux that we kind of saw after the dot com thing went bust in two, what yeah. was it, late 2000, 2001, somewhere around in there, pre 9 11, where the dot com boom just fizzled out. And so we may be in that phase with the streaming services, too, where they're just all kind of revising, rapidly revising their business model. They're saying the streaming industry is or streaming presentation is in its teen years, which means it's grown up, but it's really awkward. So I don't know. (laughs) I don't know what that means. It's moody and unpredictable, has terrible (laughs) face breakouts and huge (laughs) tantrums in the middle of dinner. (laughs) That's right. That's right. So anyway, uh, Max, I don't get that. Anyway, I don't and then by the way, that's completely a Larry King opinion. Max, I don't get it. Why are they doing? Why are you doing this? Don't do this. <laughs> anyway, okay. So more stress and fear for Donald Trump, and I'm totally into it. This is uh, once again we kind of talked about this a little bit in the previous segment about Donald Trump being questioned under oath today, right now in this civil fraud lawsuit brought by Letitia James. It's the latest in a series of legal predicaments entangling the former president, who also faces a separate 34-count criminal indictment unsealed last week. Yay! 
My favorite thing. Miss James's civil case, which was filed in September and is expected to go to trial later this year, accuses Mr. Trump, his family business, and three of his children of staggering fraud for overvaluing the former uh, president's assets by billions of dollars. The lawsuit seeks $250 million that it contends they reaped through those deceptions made in uh, Mr. Trump's annual financial statements and asks the federal judge to essentially run him out of business in the state if he is found liable at trial. That means the Trump organization would no longer be able to do business in New York or altogether. Do we know? Jody, law and order degree? I, I'm not sure. It, hmm. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so this sound effect... Well, it's only New York, imagining. right? So it would be just New York. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. But I'm wondering if it's like a permanent dissolution of the Trump organization or... Well, they can always, you know, like you can start a company in Delaware. You can start... A, a lot of credit card companies do because of the tax laws in Delaware. Yeah. Um, you can start a company and NRA moved their offices down to Texas. So, I mean, okay. you can start... But I think but if it were federal, that'd be different. But, I mean, you know, New York is the place for businesses. I mean, it's yeah. just what it is. So this sound effect gets a uh, question mark at the end of it. Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> There's no real way to uh, relate that. Um, Loan order, the questioning backwards? days. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I was just thinking in terms of uh, the Trump Foundation, which had to be entirely dissolved, and then right. the Trumps can no longer run a charitable foundation for a period of time. I think that was a part of it. But I, again, I don't know if that was restricted to just New York or altogether. Who knows? But yeah, I mean, more stress for Donald Trump. He's got to fly to New York to be questioned, <laughs> put under legal scrutiny, craps his pants, I'm sure, throughout that process. <laughs> I don't know if he's showing top secret maps to people traveling with him on that Probably. stupid, stupid jet of his. But I, I swear to God, they should do that. They should make like, a, like an air shuttle service for crime bosses who are being indicted. Like, we'll transport you to and from your next indictment. You know, next time you're being arraigned, <laughs> book a flight with Trump Air. Convenient trips fr- to and it's from. It's never raining on arraignment air. <laughs> God, that'd be great to have, like, a jingle for that. So great. So um, we, we got to talk about this, because this is... So ludicrous. You remember back when he was president, Donald Trump used to say things like, the leaks are real, but the news is fake. Right. Like he would get outraged about fake news. Like, okay, the New York Times published fake news yesterday. Well, what was that news? Oh, it was about these leaks that came out of the Department of Justice about the Russia investigation or something like that. And it's, oh yeah, but the, the, the leaks are real, but the news is fake. So how could that be? makes no sense. Yeah. I mean, they're just reporting on what were in the leaks. So how can... I don't know how to even describe this because I think it breaks the space-time continuum. You want him... Exactly. That's the only defense that you can give. So if information is leaked from the Department of Justice and it goes to, let's say, Maggie Haberman, and Maggie Haberman types up this story. It says, here's, Sorry. here's what I read from this. Here's, here's what I got in these documents that were leaked to me. Okay. And she types it up and it gets published. How is that fake news if the leaks right. are real? But if she's publishing fake news, if the information she's publishing is fake, then it wouldn't be an actual actionable leak. 
Right. It wouldn't be, okay, if it's fake, it's not real information, it's not classified information, it's not secret information, it's just bullshit. Okay, then fine. How could you say that that, ah, uh, it makes no idea. You, you can. It's, God, it's so confusing. It so, is that his argument riddle with, first. Isn't that his argument with Michael Cohen? Like, yes, exactly. He's lied to everybody, but now it's, he talked about client privilege stuff which is a lie so it's just like dude you either sue him for defamation or you sue him for attorney client privilege you can't do it for both yes and that's why this case is so dumb and that's why it's also going to get thrown out almost immediately because if michael cohen actually violated his nda Mm -hmm. then that means he was telling the truth but if michael cohen is lying about the things he said then how can you say that Michael Cohen is leaking information that is true and therefore damaging to Donald Trump? Exactly. It doesn't make any goddamn... I don't know. Didn't this make literal smoke come out of a character on Star Trek's ears? (laughs) Yes, it's coming out of... It's making smoke come out of my ears, and I have nothing to do with this. I'm just reading it. Trump sued Michael Cohen for $500 million, half a billion dollars for alleged breaches of fiduciary duty. Defendant breached the fiduciary duties, duty, (laughs) (laughs) duties, fiduciary duties owed to plaintiff by virtue of their attorney-client relationship, by both revealing plaintiff's confidences and spreading falsehoods about plaintiff likely to be embarrassing or detrimental and partook in other misconduct. So they can't be confidences and Mm -hmm. falsehoods at Mm -hmm. the same time. Right. Confidences are true. Falsehoods are false. Mm -hmm. So if they were falsehoods, they can't be true and therefore can't be violations of fiduciary duties or whatever this is. The lawsuit, Why did he use fiduciary? Isn't that have to do with money? Fiduciary, yeah, I guess. I, that's what I thought. That's, yeah. Involving trust, especially with regard to the relationship between a trustee and a beneficiary. So that's what the definition of fiduciary is. The lawsuit filed in Miami federal court accused Cohen of an onslaught of fiduciary and contractual breaches through numerous inflammatory and false statements about Trump in books, his podcast and media appearances. Defendant appears to have become emboldened and repeatedly continues to make wrongful and false statements about plaintiff through various platforms. Then if they're false, he's not revealing any confidential. God damn it. Oh, my God. Oh my God! God damn it! <laughs> this is the so Trump s- is basically saying that Michael Cohen is putting the douche in fiduciary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he doesn't like what he's saying. It may not be true, but he's being a nasty asshole about it. He's being a douche. <laughs> Donald Trump uses lawsuits to punish people. Mm-hmm. He doesn't use lawsuits to win. If he ends up winning, well, that's a bonus. But what he likes to do is engage people in law. He likes to sue people. So they have to lay out money for a legal defense. And then he buries them in paperwork and discovery. So that causes more and more money to be spent. Michael Cohen has to spend more money on lawyers in order to cover all that shit. 
You know who used to do that? You know who used to use that technique, the Donald Trump technique for punishing people with lawsuits? Yeah, Roy Cohn and uh, Glenn Greenwald. (laughs) I don't know why. I don't know why they're laughing at Glenn Greenwald, but they they are. Um, It's easy to laugh at him. But that was one of Greenwald's uh, most cherished techniques when he was an active lawyer, when he was representing people. He would sue people just to bury them in paperwork and bury them in legal fees. The punishment was the suit itself. It wasn't any verdict or settlement. It was always the process of having to pay attorneys to do all the things that Greenwald uh, would legally get them to do. Right. So that's what Donald Trump, I believe, is doing here. That's why this makes no sense, because now Michael Cohen's going to at least have to spend a couple days defending himself uh, and that's going to cost Michael Cohen money. And I say a couple of days because as soon as this lands before a judge, the judge is going to go, okay, well, no. Nope. Nope. You yeah. can't do this. This yeah. makes no sense. The judge, in fact, I think the judge will say something along the lines of, you, you could, you do, you, you want, you, you could. And then he'll probably say, Trump is a fucking idiot. <laughs> what was that? I was giggling. <laughs> I love that. It sounded like a slow leak in a rear tire. (laughs) (laughs) The news is fake, but the leaks are real. Uh I I still can't believe that he got away with that. And and then there are like, what? How many people voted for him in 2020? 74 million? They're all like, yeah, of course he's telling the truth. Why would you even question whether he's telling the truth? That's genuine. I completely buy that. Our national bullshit detector has blown a gasket. I don't know when that happened. But at some point, upward of 74 million Americans just said, well, you know what? I'm just going to believe whatever I'm told. That's fine. (laughs) This known liar, this guy who we've known about or America has known about and reported about for decades, like going back to like fucking Studio 54. Mm -hmm. We've known about Donald Trump and the fact that if there's a bigger bullshitter on this planet, I don't know who that might be. Maybe Vladimir Putin. But there is no bigger bullshitter on this planet than Donald Trump. That was his reputation for years and years and years. And yet all these badly deluded fanboys were like, oh, man, he speaks for me. And, and what he says is the truth. I'm on Elon board. Elon Musk, too. Yeah. You yeah. know, like this, all these fucking idiot fanboys are like, he's a genius. And I mean... I don't, have you guys followed what's happening with PBS and NPR? And oh yeah, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna talk about that. That's a shadow docket thing. We're gonna discuss. Uh, oh okay. Later. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Zip it. Zip. Zip. Okay. So uh, we're gonna take a short break, and when we come back, uh, we're gonna talk about uh, good news on Mifepristone. Well, not. I almost said good. That's news. That's not good news. It's, it's just not horrible. Yeah. Still, it's not great, though. I mean, it's still shitty. It's just better than it was a week ago. Yeah, got to talk about uh, Mifepristone and the appeals court ruling and get into that, plus uh, some news coming up as far as the Republican primaries. All that and more right after these words. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Bob Seska plays more music. From Australia, the great Lee Thomas uh, is a song called Find My Way, and it's from his brand new album called The Long Way. Yeah, link in the description to support Lee Thomas to download this album from his Bandcamp page. Just go to bobseska.com, find this episode dated 4-13-23, scroll on down after you've clicked on that link, of course. And you'll find uh, links to support all the bands, all the musicians here on the show. Plus uh, some more links, lots of links to click on that page, on the podcast page. So please do that. BobSeska.com slash music to submit your work to the show. Thank you for doing that. All right. So where do we leave off here? A uh, federal appeals court has preserved access to Mifepristone. Uh, uh, you can stop applauding now because it's only gets like 30% of an applause because it's not really that great news. It's right. partially great. So you can still get mifepristone, but now there are all kinds of rules about how you can get it, where you can get it. The decision uh, late Wednesday temporarily narrowed a ruling by a lower court judge who's fucking crazy that had completely blocked the FDA's approval of the nation's most commonly used method of abortion. Still, preventing the pill from being sent by mail amounts to another significant curtailing of abortion access. Less than a year after the reversal of Roe v. Wade resulted in more than a dozen states effectively banning abortion outright. The case is likely to go to the Supreme Court. That's going to be the final word. But yeah, it's available now, but you can't get it through mail. They can't... Did you... Also, you you have to you can't do it past seven weeks. Yeah, so that's the other problem. Yes, is uh, you used to be able to take it up to ten weeks. They've rolled it back to seven weeks, which was its original um, uh, approval. But after X amount of years, I think since twenty fourteen or twenty fifteen, it's been at ten weeks because it's safe at ten weeks. Yeah, um, yeah. And the thing with mifepristone, by the way, for for those of you that don't know, um, it's the first drug you take when either having a miscarriage or wanting to terminate a pregnancy. Yeah. And what that does is it mitigates the, the, the cramps of, mm-hmm. of the second medication. So basically, they're not trying to... Mi- <laughs> yeah, go ahead, take the second one, but boy, are your cramps going to be worse than they need to be. And the other concern with all of this, we talked about this a little bit with Buzz the other day, which is that 
Now, if this decision by Kazmarek stands, if the Supreme Court approves of what Kazmarek ruled, then what will happen is it's just open season on medications. Like any drug, um, yeah, and any doctor. Judges are not doctors. No. That's what I was going to say a minute ago is that, no, they need to, this needs to be forcibly beaten back and like stay in your fucking lane, your honor. Yeah, pharmacists. this is not your area of expertise. Back the fuck up. Okay, oh, yeah. guys, I just want to give you some uh, breaking news. Jack Texiera, the 21-year-old National Guardsman, has been arrested in Massachusetts in connection to the leak of U.S. intelligence documents. Okay, interesting. That's a spy case. I mean, that's a full-on spy case. That's, that's traitorous. I mean, what he did was spying. Yeah, very, very bad. Yeah. Very bad, yes. So he just got arrested, so there you go. Okay, so that kind of solves, well, you know, it doesn't solve it because he's not been proven guilty yet, but, you know, that kind of narrows things down, eliminates yeah. the idea that Donald Trump would do something like this, which he probably has. I mean, he just hasn't been he caught did it, yet. Well, he still had access, I'm sure, but since he hasn't had access since Joe Biden revoked that access, it certainly had nothing to do with him. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, going back to Mifepristone and judges who have no business saying anything about science. This is something we've talked about for a long time now, which is that it's shocking when you start looking at people who are in control of American lives. I'm talking about lawmakers. I'm talking about people in the news media who have no sense of what certain basic scientific principles happen to be. Like, you know, the, the example I always mention is the Hobby Lobby case, where the Supreme mm. Court ruled in favor of Hobby Lobby, saying that, well, if, you, if Hobby Lobby believes that these meds covered by the Affordable Care Act induce abortion, well, then therefore they do. Because that's their religious belief informs them that this this series of I think it's six different meds that are covered under the Affordable Care Act. They believe that their abortion their abortion. If we tried to sell a bunch of Republican senators, you know, a bunch of phony Viagra, mm -hmm. and they realized it didn't work, and they're like, we, you know, we're like, well, we believed it worked. We sold it to you, so it must work. You know, like it's just that kind of right. magical thinking. Like, I mean, sure, free market assholes. Well, uh, it, just, the problem, the problem, uh, if if that fucking judge in Texas's ruling does stand yeah. countrywide. There are RA medications, um, uh, plaque psoriasis medications, all sorts of medications that can induce a miscarriage. Yeah. That that's not their special purpose. But if you're a person who can say, I don't know, get pregnant and needs those medications to live their life, they mm. might be denied that because, hey, that's an abortifacient potentially. Well, what I was thinking of is uh, you just got to get one group of anti-vax doctors and there are some to sue to have some of the COVID vaccines taken off the market. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. The COVID vaccines were approved. Uh, emergency use. Through emergency use, which is exactly yeah. how mifepristone was approved. Initially. Yeah. But it's been fully approved since then. Oh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's why Casmeric is full of shit. But, right. you know, ideologues who don't want women to have agency over their own bodies don't care about that. They just care about right. uh, saving the embryos, saving the zygotes. That's the motivation. That's what motivated Kazmarek. I mean, he's the, one of the more radical judges, one of the more radical conservative judges who just has no um, 
no respect whatsoever for scientific facts. It's all about orthodoxy, ideology, shit that uh, he was appointed there to be able to adjudicate mm -hmm. and try to justify through some sort of legal means when in fact there are no legal means for this. This is just not, this just defies equal protection in so many different ways. And it flies so clearly in the face of what they want to be done toward them and their guns and their fucking their cousins or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, I just, it like, I mean, it's like you guys want to be small government. You want minimal interference, minimal regulations, blah, 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 except when it comes to people you don't like. Right, right. That's and the, it just that's the thing that keeps sticking in my throat and making me want to punch people on the street. <laughs> <laughs> just please don't do that. Just don't. Don't do that. Yeah, don't please, do that. Don't. Um, okay, so last thing here before we wrap up for the day. The first Republican debate, the first primary debate is more or less set at this point. Uh, uh, on Wednesday, the Republican National Committee announced that Fox News would host the first event, appropriately Soccer. enough. Which is still around. Yeah. It's slated to be held in Milwaukee in August. While the announcement was widely expected, Fox News also hosted the party's first primary debate in 2015 and has long enjoyed a powerful place in the GOP hierarchy, you think? It also provided an early insight into how the RNC is trying to structure the all-important debate process amid heightened tensions between the party and the fourth estate. Well, it's appropriate that Fox News is the first, given the all the lies and how Fox News lies are being reported on every day now, thanks to the Dominion lawsuit, the Smartmatic lawsuit, and and they're hosting the first Republican debate. They just, they'll never be able to untether themselves from Donald Trump, will they? As much as they, I think, on some level want to, at least behind the scenes, they're stuck. They're stuck with yeah. this guy. And what we know is his favorability right now is at 25%. Good. Yeah. Mm. They think that just because the Red Hats come out and see him at every rally and that he's leading in the primaries is like a, a, the sign that he's going to win in the general election, that they have to support him no matter what. I'm talking whether it's the RNC, whether it's rank-and-file Republicans, whether it's Fox News Channel, etc. They got to get behind him because he's the only one who's <laughs> going to get the nomination at this point. Yep. Ron DeSantis hasn't even started his campaign yet. Nope. I mean, kind of. <laughs> but I mean, that's one of the things now. Republicans are worried that Ron DeSantis hasn't started his campaign yet. And they're like, what the hell? What are you waiting for? Why don't you get started? Why don't you do something? What was he? he was in Ohio. There was like massive flooding in Fort Lauderdale. And Ron DeSantis ran off to... Uh, yeah, I mean, it's bad. The flooding is terrible. And is he, uh, what drag queen is he going to blame? <laughs> That's right. It's You know what? They're going to blame the flooding on pronouns. Yeah, there you go. Like they did with the Louisville mass shooting. Well, well most, you know, we did start changing hurricanes from just being female to being both. So, you know, yeah, yeah. there is that. Okay. Shatter Dockets coming up right around the corner. As soon as this music is done playing, we keep on talking, and we call that the Shadow Docket, and we only post that on our Patreon page. So you're going to want to go to patreon.com slash Show, sign up for $5 a month, and you'll get it. You'll be able to listen to the Shadow Docket right over there. See ya. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>